Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, David. Hey, Dave, just quickly, how good is it to be alive? So good to be here. So good to be here, so good to be alive, and it's so good to be joined with an international guest this week, coming down the line via satellite phone. I can only assume that's what this connection is. Beyonce? (laughs) Well, even better, from (gasps) one of my absolute favourite podcasts, Lawman, it's a lawman himself, James Shakeshaft. Woo! Hi, hello. Are you ready for this jelly? I don't, I don't think, think I you are. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't think you were. But I didn't wish to assume. <laughs> Is this the first time we've had, uh, uh, firstly, an international guest? Mm-hmm. And well, obviously, if they're international, they're they're sort of you know joining us via satellite. Is this the first time we've done this? Wowzers! Well, this is the first time just- we've been potting across the water. Mm. Oh, wow. so that's what through I call the core. Through the core. <laughs> through the core. <laughs> Straight a- through the core. Oh, we're going through the core. That makes. <laughs> oh, we're going sense. through the core right now. <laughs> mm, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I am a big fan of the pod. And thank, thank you so much. Kind of you people in general. So please let's not let any of you get cancelled or anything. That's all right. Oh yeah, we're working good. we're hoping <laughs> yeah. to not be cancelled. But you know, just like just play it cool, I reckon. I know you're a big fan, mm. but you know, we're just people. Just be cool. Hey, <laughs> just be cool. Matt and I have hung out. We've uh, met James uh, and already done a live podcast when we were in Bristol at the end of last year. And then afterwards we said, hey, let's go out for a beer. And then for oh, some yeah. reason the places that were open were all on this island in Bristol <laughs> and the only bridge yeah. to get to the island was closed for roadworks. So we drove around yeah. for honestly 45 minutes trying to get to the to the pub and by the time we got there it was closed so we went to another place and uh, it was a pretty wild place. <laughs> it was. It was full of what I would describe as basically children. It was like, obviously, the youth's pub. Right. Yeah, it really was. But it was a real mixture of people. There was like sort of, you know, rough looking, uh, you know, maybe people that are in a gang, but then the goths would walk in <laughs> and then, you know, someone would straight from the building site. And then, like you said, there was a school group there, perhaps. it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was one person that was older than me and I kept like, we kept just occasionally making eye contact <laughs> and just being like a little bit annoyed sort of like the subway ghost uh, in the film ghost yes <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you get that reference uh, but he was that ghost was particularly annoyed there was another ghost around him and i think me as an old man was kind of like i'm the old I, I, that was my thing being really old and weird yeah how dare you also be old and weird but also mm. we have to stick together if shit starts to go down with these children. Yeah, if it goes all Logan's run. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stick together, old man. Yeah. Mm. Me and you, old timer. <laughs> if it goes all Logan's run, anyway. <laughs> A reference, oh, Matt. Yeah, big gets. time. <laughs> you couldn't just play it cool, you know? Wait, just be cool. He's Googling. I thought that's what I was He's doing. Googling. You're I was not playing, playing it cool. cool. You made it abundantly I clear. love Wolverine. <laughs> you thought his run was brilliant. Yeah, great run. Great what, run. What a great Very run. athletic. Isn't he coming back? What a great run. What a great run. <laughs> Shall I explain how this show works? Please do, Jess. So, one of the three of us, but this week, James. <laughs> God, mm. such a struggle to figure this out. Okay. One of us goes away, researches the topic, brings it back to the others who listen politely um, and very rarely interrupt and go on silly little tangents. Um, we usually get onto topic with a question. James, do you have a question for us? I do, actually. Because you're a big uh, fan. Um, you're a pro. Yeah. <laughs> what is 14 inches high? <laughs> And 22 men regularly <laughs> con contest and makes grown men cry. Oh. Between 1930 and 1983. I'll be honest, I'd, I'd only thought of half of the question before I started speaking <laughs> hey, that question. It was the 14 inches you'd thought that's of. That's more than it? I usually yeah, that was it. come up with. 22 men, so that's 11 aside. Okay, so it's oh, so cricket maybe? Is it maybe the ashes? No, that went back further. Um, it's not 14 inches. That's like two inches. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 14 inches, is that we all? Ha we haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> James, <sorry. laughs> hey? no. Give it back. <laughs> they won't let us have it, even when we win it. It's not fair. <laughs> too fragile to fly. Freaking hell. Properly COVID dodgy. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so it's 35 centimetres high. Okay. All right, oh, thank you. The, yeah, oh, sorry. No, no, no I'm I just apologize. saying. apologise. So what's that, a, a basketball? Okay, 1930 until 1980 It's got something. wings. <laughs> is it a very small aeroplane? No. Okay. Is it a pretty uh, reasonably sized bird? Is it the Aerosmith logo? <laughs> <laughs> a 
Are we getting no, closer? No, it's not. <laughs> Don't forget the 22... 22 men. Co- contest it. How many people are in Aerosmith? <laughs> He's like oh, 21. Okay. 22 men. So it's not cricket or is it cricket? No, it's no, not, it's not cricket. It's not 22. cricket. Who else plays 11 a field? Is that soccer? That's football, right? 11 that a side? Is. World yeah, Cup? Yeah, FA yeah. Cup? Yes. Am I it's the close? original. Oh, it's the- yes. <laughs> World Cup trophy. The fuck up. The Jules Rimet trophy. Oh, the trophy. Which is, it's not the one that you would imagine you know, if you've seen the World Cup where it looks sort of like a hand holding a, yeah, a ball. Yeah, it looks like it's a chocolate covered in foil, the current one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the new one. The old one looks like an angel with a sort of cup on her head. Oh. Wow, that sounds beautiful. A cup-headed it angel. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It, oh, spoiler alert. It <gasps> was beautiful. Yeah. But we'll get it, on to that later. It, it got ugly. <laughs> Well, it did not age gracefully. Not an angel. Not enough SPF in the skincare routine. Got a little wrinkly. Now, I'm guessing someone checked this topic and it's not... Didn't Hing do a topic like this? He did just the World Cup, but there's no mention of a trophy at all, I don't think. I don't think you mentioned the trophy once. This Because there's been two trophies and the first trophy, uh, they did that thing... Uh, where if you win it three times, you get to keep it. Oh, that classic. Sort of like, it's almost like reverse genie rules. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Reverse genie rules. (laughs) Yeah. Almost. You you do three wishes and then you get a vessel. Yeah, that you can rub if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you rub it and then, I don't understand. You don't get get to keep it once you've, James. No, you've got to give it away, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the genie rules. That's genie rules. That's right. um, but yeah. yeah, this is football. This is the Jules Rimet Trophy of the World Cup of Football, aka soccer. Oh, that's catchy. <laughs> they I love a title that has the same word in it two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> then you're gonna love my topic today <laughs> and many of the things I say. But first of all, I want to kind of set the scene for a thing called football or soccer. <laughs> depending on <laughs> Where you're listening to this. Wow. I love a scene setter. Mm. So, variations of a game called football in various languages have been around in the West since ancient Greek and Roman times. Ancient China had a version called Kuju or Shuchu, which involved kicking a ball into a net. Right, that's, mm. that sounds pretty close when you put it in those sort of simple terms. Yeah, in many That's the main thrust. You're only good at it, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> when idea. When I played as a kid, there wasn't a lot of that ball into the net sort of stuff. Right, what was there? Oh, no, that's not true. There was ball into the net, just at the other end of the field. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, in ancient Rome, there was a version which was a little more like rugby uh, that the Roman politician Cicero described... Uh, a case of a man who was killed whilst having a shave when this ball was kicked into the barber's shop. Oh, oh no! Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that is a dangerous unlucky. game. Yeah, that's wow. to get it through the one of those doors. You assume it, you know. Yeah, you the, and the it, flaps, you like, know, those sort of colourful mm. flaps that come down. Just to get the power yeah. to get through all of that. Yeah, at first they arrested that guy, then they said actually. We need someone that can bend it like you. <laughs> yeah, this is actually be- very impressive. If you can bend it around a door, you can bend it around and that a man defender. Yeah, was Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ancient Roman. He lived. Yeah. Be- he lived before Christ. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually just to bring it on home to you guys. Um, there is an Australian version called Marn Grook, 
which is um, an Aboriginal game, and the earliest historical account is from an 1878 book by Robert Bruce Smith.、Uh, there was a man called Richard Thomas who was quoted as saying that in 1841 in Victoria, Australia, he witnessed Aboriginal people playing a game. Mr. Thomas describes how the foremost player will drop kick a ball made from the skin of a possum, and how other players leap into the air in order to catch it. And some historians have theorised that Marne Grook was one of the origins of your game,、mm. Aussie Rules. Yeah,、football. it sounds like what they were doing is they're leaping into the air, specky.、Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm going up behind Kappa. Yeah. <laughs> I love our culture, James. It's a beautiful country, <laughs> beautiful game. There's a, or a a a weekly football show during football season、uh, called the Mangrook Football Show, which is、uh, presented by Indigenous football、uh, ex footballers, and it's a, it's probably the best football show on TV in Australia, I reckon. Is it? That's very cool. Yeah, I didn't know about it. That's awesome. Do you play it on a circular pitch? Have I just got a bad yeah, telly? Yeah, played on yeah, played on cricket fields. Yeah. Ah, so I've not I've not ever watched a game. I've、oh、seen、God. James. I've well, seen the shirts right now. Love the shirts. <laughs> love the love the sleeveless shirts. I'll sleeveless send you my yeah、uh, my DVD of the streak、uh, when the Saints won ten games in a row. Didn't end up winning the grand final that year, but we won ten in a row earlier in the <laughs> season. So they just cut those ten games of the season and then pretended that's where it ended, and that it just ends with applause or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the credits roll, and they say the season went on, and you know it didn't all go to plan. But geez, geez remember those? Ten. Remember Looks- those sweet, sweet ten? Is ten in a row is that? Unheard that's pretty, of. That's pretty good for us. Oh, okay, I was going to say, surely other teams have done ten in a row and probably won. The How many games in a season are there? Out of interest, twenty-two games. Twenty-two games. All right, that's、yeah. about half a half a bunch of games. Yeah, exactly. Then、almost. now, exactly. Now you get why it's so historic. Yeah, that, that needs a DVD box set. Yeah. So、mm. check, I'll send it over. Yeah, check, check keep, your mailbox. Yeah. That、uh, that will be on its way. Thank you,、uh, Region. <laughs> Region free, I hope, and we can、uh, yeah, pirate it. I'm sure it's、oh, no, fine. I'll, I'll send you an Australian DVD player as well. <laughs> oh, thank God! And an Australian TV. You need a Kogan just、yeah. so you can、uh, experience the full picture. <laughs> I forgot about. Can I also have an Australian to to understand it for me? Yeah, we'll yes, send Matt over. Explain to me. Thanks. <laughs> Lovely stuff. And tell me why again? Winning ten is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly half, <laughs> but if you'd have won one more game, that would、yeah. have been better, right? Way more satisfying. Yeah, because it would have been the final. <laughs> is it a league or is it like a is it like American where it all comes down to a final? It all comes、or、down to the grand、like、final. A, that's right. It's not like a a very because to be fair, the football league, the soccer league, is kind of dull in that you can win the league like two months before the、mm. end of the season, and then people just have to continue to play and a very. Very resentful about it. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting.、Fair. But then, I guess there's that's why they have the different. You know, there's the European qualifications and the the bottom、yeah. three teams, which mine is one of those. The, the moment, relegation in the relegation yes. zone. Yes, you can. You can be so bad that you're simply not allowed to play football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you get dropped down and down and down. They don't have that rule like, in AFL, and that's why the Saints are celebrating their 150th year this year. <laughs> <laughs> why try? Try relegate us. You can't. You can't. We'll keep playing and losing.、Um, but English football, 
the the soccer game. I'm going to sort of if I say football, I'm meaning soccer, really. Yeah, we Just understand. sort of a generic translator. Have you heard the, where the, the term soccer comes from? Is it from socket to me, baby? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was there was a fad at some point where in England where they would um, shorten words in a certain way and add ER or something like that. And it was, so it was shortened from association football and that got broken down to <laughs> soccer or something like that. So it was originally an English term, and then the rest of the world took it. Yeah, interesting. It's, so it's a nickname. It's it's like an Australian nickname, which is exactly. something that I um one day I hope to be honoured with an Australian giving me a nickname. Mm. But I don't I don't think that's going to happen today. I mean, your surname is so fantastic. I don't think I'd want to touch it. What about sh- <laughs> shaky shakes? You know, shakes, see what I mean? Yeah. You, it's, it's less than what it began as. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think really, you'd either end up with Jimmy or something yeah. pretty offensive. Mm. Um, but said yeah, with love. I, mean, I, I did have to go to school with that surname, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about yeah. Shafto? I'm pretty okay. You wouldn't have had that in England, Shafto. Shafto. No, definitely not an O. We don't stick an O on the end. Yeah. Probably Shaker. Uh, based off that soccer mm. um, yeah. etymology, mm. really. Shaker. Hmm. Anyway, th- yeah, the the soccer game has its origins in medieval times, and it was a game played on Shrove Tuesday, a.k.a. Pancake Day. Mm. Fantastic day of the year. They love round things on that day. One of the best days. It's my favourite religious ceremony. Mm. Agreed, I think. yes. I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of few that I like now. <laughs> that and Easter. Yeah. Because I'm a big, big chocolate guy. Yep. Anyway, so, yeah, so football... Um, that was referred to as mob football, and it was played in towns or between villages with an unlimited number of players, and they would just basically fight, struggling to move an item such as an inflated animal's bladder to the other town's church or something. And that was sort of that was mob football. <laughs> Sometimes, if they if they didn't have a bladder, they use a horse's head. Yes, if you want to send a message, yeah, then. <laughs> It's basically a brawl. Yeah, but they'd go like, "Okay, church is the goal." <laughs> Off we yeah. go. Yeah, so that was yeah, that was mob football, mob football. Um, <laughs> the Tommy guns. Yes. Yeah. 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 The earliest reference to football in England is from 1314, and it's in French because we were ruled by the French at that oh, wow. time. Is that a secret? Yeah, you've got a pretty complicated relationship with those. Uh, Fellows over, yeah. the, over the pond or whatever you say. The, Is that what you say? It's basic. It's not even a pond. It's like a, a if the Atlantic's a pond, this is just a sort of like a streak of piss, basically. Okay. <laughs> the channel, the English Channel. A streak of piss. Yeah. Whenever I hear about like a record now for they were the oldest person to ever swim the English Channel, I just think they were <laughs> swimming across the pisser. Swimming a streak of piss. I'm not impressed, old lady. <laughs> um, but basically, there was they, the Lord Mayor of London, Nicholas de Farndon. Um, now, this is translated from the French uh, by Wikipedia. Uh, For as much as there is a great noise in the city caused by hustling over large footballs in the fields of the public from which many evils might arise, which God forbid, we command and forbid on behalf of the king on pain of imprisonment, such game to be used in the city in the future. So basically, it's banned football. Wow. It's too rough. It's too rough and ready. Oof. In 1363, King Edward III banned it nationwide. 
He banned handball, football, hockey, coursing, and cockfighting. Oh, like cockball. That's, uh, no, with the birds, with the birds. They fight each other. They, there's no balls gotcha. involved on that one. Okay. No, right, yeah. I thought he was, he was anti-anything with the ball. The football, handball, cockball. It's all out. Cock and two balls. No, none <laughs> of that. None <laughs> of that drawing not. on the walls. School kids. Thank no. you. <laughs> but as is the way, people continued to play it on the underground I mean, as in, like, you know, on the down low, we didn't have mm. an underground system at that point. Um, <laughs> and especially at public schools, it was encouraged. And the modern rules of football, there were all sorts of rules being formulated in the mid to late 19th century, so the 1800s. And there was there was a whole bunch of rules that uh, were applied to sports like lawn bowls, lawn tennis, football and that. And apparently the major impetus for this was the patenting of the world's first lawnmower in 1830, oh. so, which allowed people to have mowed grass, which allowed people to play games on grass a little oh. more regularly. So they're like, and we also need rules. Now we've got this lawnmower. Wow. That's how it goes further back than I would have guessed, the yeah. lawnmower. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, previous to that, you'd just do it nature's way with a goat. Nature's lawnmower. <laughs> as, it's, as it's so called. Mm. And yeah, there were all sorts of various versions of the rules tweaked during the 1800s. Most of them were kind of quibbling over whether you could carry the ball with your hands and whether you could kick people in the shins. And football, football, stopped you carrying it with your hands, but you kind of could kick people in the shins. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. Kick him in the shin, that's fine. Yeah, make it look like an accident. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is still mob football, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Put concrete. They used to wear concrete boots um, at certain <laughs> points, and then f- the- around this time, football clubs started to appear outside of the public schools. Sheffield has the oldest association football team dating back to 1857, and the oh. second football team, Hallam, was not invented till 1860. Huh? Whoa! So a bit yeah. lonely early. Yeah, they just playing yeah. themselves. I don't know, but I oh. bet they. Still bang on about their three-year unbeaten run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, undefeated. Might release a DVD about it. (laughs) Ah, the streak. Three years. Take that, St Kilda. (laughs) Three years, we were were untouchable. (laughs) And then another team joined, and that week we lost (laughs) 10-0. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Sheffield United is the name of the team. Their nickname, The Club. Oh, yeah, that oh. makes sense. If you get in early, you're allowed to have that. The most basic nickname. Yeah. Like the uh, a at gmail.com or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got it? Who got a in early with a at gmail.com? It's fine. I think about that a bit, how things from the olden days, you know, everything was up for grabs for names and stuff, and they didn't always make the most of it. Like I saw at a gig I was at the other night, there was old movie posts in the foyer, and one of them was from like the 60s or something, and it was called... Three mules for Mrs. Squizzle or something like that. And you're like, come on. Like, that could, it could be anything. You could anything. have called it The Departed. That wasn't Taken yet. Oh, that's right. I was probably like it could have been The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, t- taken probably wasn't even Taken. Yeah. I'm confident taken it wasn't. Two. You, could have, you could have called it Titanic. Yeah. That would have been fine. Three men and a baby. Three mules for Sister Sarah is what it was called. What a wild name. And you'll look it up and it probably won the Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> they need a spoon feed it to us these days. <laughs> Although that is a lot of information. That's, too, that's a lot of exposition just in the title of the if film. If that is the entirety of the plot as well, um, I'll be all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm okay. i got other stuff to do. I'll go look out a window for a bit. Oh, second mule, is it, sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up next? Another mule? 
Okay. <laughs> That's the big Ooh. finale, third act, third meal. <laughs> <laughs> no twists, no twists. No, she was no. after she wanted three meals, she got three meals, credits roll. <laughs> yep. Everybody's happy. <laughs> but yeah, so the first international match uh was conducted between England and Scotland in 1872 in Glasgow. And oh, it was a nail biter. It finished nil nil. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Zero zero. So soccer's always been like that. Oh, it's yeah. always been dull. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> but it's the dullness that makes it exciting. Yeah, you know that's I mean? what they tell you. Yeah. When something happens, because of the contrast, oh, all yeah. the nothing that was happening earlier, it's thrilling. Mm. It's all about, you know, creating a bit of anticipation. Yeah. And then that build-up, yep. the tension and release. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And sometimes that won't happen at all. There will be no release. It'll be a nil-nil draw. I'm kind of like the soccer of stand-up comedy. I, um, oh, go yes. on. People, you might come and see my show. for It goes mm. for an hour. Um, and when that laugh comes, normally it's, it feels awesome. It won't always come. Sometimes mm. it will be a nil-all draw. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the audience both lose. Um, but- when there is a laugh, oh, my God, it's an explosion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got that DVD out of those 10 mm. uh, laughs you had in a row that time. I did, <laughs> I did 10 gigs in a row where I got a laugh. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> we were so proud. It's quite right. So pop that over in, in the care package you're sending yeah. as well, please, we'll if you're so kind. Thank you. Um, do, do people fight at your gigs as well? Yes. There's a lot of fo- footballs are very associated with violence. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. It's usually me. I go to all of Matt's gigs and start a, and start a brawl. Yeah, Jess is not allowed to sit amongst everyone else. There's segregation in the family zone. No, I'm not. I will. She's in the away zone. Set off flares and I and I I pick fights. A bunch of stewards in high vis vests surround you towards the end (laughs) of the um, of the set because they're like, oh, she's going to kick off. She is going (laughs) to kick right off. Jess stands up and yells, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah. What are you are you laughing at me? <laughs> it ruins every one of Matt's kicks. Yeah. So I don't get many laughs. Yeah. People are too scared. They're terrifying. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, it's not like that here, though, for, for soccer in Australia. Both teams' fan bases can sit amongst each other. No trouble really happens too often. Oh, uh, that is. Wasn't there recently a full on brawl? Well, I mean, there was that one recent full on brawl, but it's not. It's not often. Yeah, and that brawl wasn't against another team. It was against the uh, the league itself, which had decided to move the grand final to a certain place, right? Yes. Yeah, so how do you fight a league? <laughs> well, what you do is you throw a bin and then it hits a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then there's a lot of trouble. Okay. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not counting that one, that incident. Yeah, apart from that, very peaceful. Yeah, that, uh, they were fighting together against the league. Yeah. <laughs> which is beautiful, That's actually. Fair. Yeah, against the concept. Yeah, against mm. the man, mm. you know? That's Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, like I say, this was not that exciting. Uh, but there were more international events at the Olympics in 1908 and 1912. These were won by Great Britain. Basically, these were looked down upon by the sort of professional football teams because they were contested by amateurs and they were seen as exhibitions and not particularly uh, competitive. But in uh, 1930, the first... <laughs> FIFA World Cup took place in Uruguay. Mm. Uruguay won. Very low score. I think it was a 4-2 final, actually. So there's quite quite a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, And this was set up by the head of FIFA, uh, the Fédération Internationale de Football Association. That was meant to be a French accent. Mm. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah. 
Dave's been doing French lessons recently. Dave, what do you reckon? I think you absolutely nailed it. Trey, Trey, bien. I mean, sorry, we should clarify. Dave's been doing French accent lessons. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't speak a word of the language. (laughs) I just speak it like a ziz. But (laughs) how you say you can get your idea across, you can be removed from bars in England. (laughs) People will not uh, want you to go there. Anyway, um, I, I can say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they say, say, uh, the beef. Le bouffe. Uh, is that right? Where? Where? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's, Shia, it's the. You just need to know the actor Shia LaBeouf, and you basically ah, say. Yes. Is his name you're Shia the, the Beef? There you yeah. go. Big Beautiful time. name. Boy or girl. <laughs> um, my French lessons at school right we had to do an oral exam and they put me for the like five minutes before the exam they put me in a little room which was the cupboard where they kept the dictionaries <laughs> well they like learn this yeah i think so i think they were like come on we really need to get our scores up because you we're an embarrassment you called it a room and a cupboard which it was, was a big it? room okay it was a big okay. cupboard or a small room <laughs> right. i guess yeah yeah. and yeah. it was full of bu- full of shelves with books on so it's hard to tell i suppose you could yeah. say it was a, a little library oh. <laughs> 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 but it was all the same book which was an english french dictionary so it's a bad it's not a good library <laughs> no c'est, c'est un petit libraire <laughs> oh. sorry just, uh, Dave understood. understood. Yeah, He'll you know what you us. know what I'm getting at, Dave, right? Oh, we we. I'll translate later for these uh, <laughs> absolute amateurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the that first World Cup, it was in Uruguay, which is in South America, and very few European teams wanted to take part because it was 1930. There was a massive economic crisis. Some just simply refused to go to South America under any circumstances. <laughs> They were like, we've got heaps of money in our country, but we're not going there. No way. Um, the What's called the home nations here, uh, England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland, had actually resigned from FIFA at that time. So they And they were invited, but they turned it down. And then it got to two months before the start of the tournament, and there was no team from Europe in it at all. And it had obviously come from Europe, and FIFA was French. So they really leaned on the European teams to go there. Um, it ended up being Belgium, France, Romania, and Yugoslavia. The Romanian team entered the competition following the intervention of their king, Carol the Second. King Carol. Um, king Carol the Second. <sighs> Big fan. <laughs> um, he selected the squad and negotiated with the players' employers to ensure that they would have jobs when they returned. Oh, man. Imagine the king calling your boss and saying, sorry, actually, Darren can't work for the next couple of Sorry. Uh, He's really good at football. It's me, the king. King Carol? <laughs> king Carol. <laughs> oh, as, king Carol 2, yes. Right, the sequel. Of yes, of course. That's great. I would love that. And they all travelled together in a big boat, which I find quite fun. Took about two weeks to make the trip, and it was like picking up teams on the way, just this big boat. <laughs> and they're Took kicking the football around, training on uh, the yeah. deck. Top, top, top deck, poop deck, all of the decks, <laughs> definitely. So the, that that was when the trophy was invented. It was the now called the Jules Rimet Trophy, and then it was called Victory, or the World Cup, or Coupe du Monde. Who's um, uh, George Rimet? Jules Rimet was the head of FIFA who had set up the idea of a World Cup 
and oh, yeah. and set all this thing up. So it I got love named a humble naming like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna name it mm, after me. Yeah, uh, we'll just use that as a placeholder, and if anything else better comes up, but if not, we'll just use my name. I mean, I don't know what could be better, but you know, just in case something does, and engrave it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we can unengrave it. Yeah, pencil it on with an engraver. <laughs> we can unengrave it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's easy. Rub it out. Fun fact: uh, During World War Two, it was held in Italy. It was it was it was hid in a shoebox under a guy's bed. That sounds during the, that sounds during right. World War Two. The respect it deserves. <laughs> shoebox under a bed. And also, fun fact: and this one is a little bit more fun. In 1958, Sweden won the World Cup, and they did something that had never been done before and became a real tradition with the World Cup. The photographers requested a better view of the trophy when the team won it, so the captain lifted it up in the air. Ah. No one had thought to lift it before. All right, before that, it was just on the ground. They'd just be like, yeah, cheers, thanks. Sort of, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Pop it in your pocket or something, I guess. Yeah. Jeez, that would have probably annoyed some of the the old school types. I'm like, oh, the kids of today. Very showy. You don't pick up the trophy. You don't pick up Jules Rimet. It's a bit much. Let's show it some respect. Jules Rimet down. Put it back in the shoebox, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then in 1966, football came home. England was to host the tournament. You can imagine the buzz. It's the swinging 60s. Mm. There's the Beatles. There's James Bond. Um, there's uh, Sideburns, probably. Uh, the, yes. uh, the sh- I, this is, you've wandered into one of my um, pet categories here, the year 1966. I can tell you a few other things. <laughs> Clickety click. Here go we on. Go. Here we go, James. The Chicago Bulls Chicago? were formed in uh, the NBA. Uh, the oh, St. Kilda Saints won their one and only VFL-AFL Premiership. Have you got the DVD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, pop it in the package. package. This poster oh, is actually going to cost us so much now. Yeah, wow. It's going to be a full boat. Yeah. One full <laughs> cargo container. Of, I just put the whole team in. Mm. We're actually we're sending you a house so that you can <laughs> set up watch on an Australian TV and Australian DVD player. That's right. It'll yeah. just you know you've got to set the context better. I don't think it'll mm. make sense otherwise. What else happened in '66? Then surely nothing else. Uh, well, Beatles released Revolver, which is sort of known as their their great album. <laughs> their only great album. <laughs> they, they had the one great album. Wow, one hit from- wonders. Yeah. Well, what happened to those guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have. I did. It used to have a nice big list of them. I feel like you did very Batman well. Batman TV show, right? That the was Batman 66. TV show. Shoe. Mm-hmm. Batman sixty six. Carnaby Street and the World Cup and the World Cup of football in England. Mm. And and so the um the the trophy, the Jules Rimet, like sort of when it was all announced and stuff, and as part of the build up, it came, the trophy came to England and was shown off at press conferences. It was taken on a tour of the country. Oh, I good. think that was so people could see it, not just sort of like, oh, look at this, like treating it like a. <laughs> yeah. Well, I prefer to think of it like they're just like, look, that's Buckingham Palace. Oh. And the trophy's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice for you. It yeah. is nice, isn't it? it Are is you raining, hungry? Do you want to stop it? for lunch? Is you know? it still Charles Remy or whatever? Is it Jules. Still the wing trivia? Jules Rimet. Still the Jules okay. Rimet. Still Jules Rimet. So Jules <laughs> is getting the, the tour of old London town. Oh, the whole of the country, mate. Oh, mm. bloody hell. 
Even your neck of the woods? It's it's called Oxfordshire. I grew up in a town called Chipping Norton. Come Chipping on. Norton? There is actually a Chipping Norton in Australia, by the way, before is you there? go too far down mocking this name. Oh, we are not mocking, we are praising. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fantastic <laughs> name. <laughs> but I did grow, well, when I was very young, I lived near a place called Pratt's Bottom, <laughs> which is... <laughs> So good. That can't be real. What? Yeah, how that does is that a real exist? Place. Pratt's bottom. Pratt's bottom. The girls there are great because uh, they make the rock and world go around. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard that actually. Yeah. I don't know. I can't um, remember where I heard it. <laughs> I mean, how does anyone get any work done there? You just laugh. You and can't. You're, you're bottom off the whole time. <laughs> In the course of the research for my pod, I did find there's another town on the south coast called Shitterton. Shitterton! Mm. That's where I want to live. I want to live in Shitterton. Oh, take me to Shitterton. Is that below Pratt's Bottom or? <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> Just off the ring road. <laughs> but yeah, so it, so it was taken on a tour by George Bird, a silversmith, and he took it around on his push bike. What? He just kept it in the front basket. No. I couldn't even get a horse and carriage for it. Not even. Just pushing it around. I'd probably go on a train and then get off on his push bike, drive it around. Like, Look, that's an old church. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh. Look, that's a pret a <laughs> oh. oh, You no, do speak a bit of French, French there, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> a pret a manga. A pret a manga. Yeah, sorry. Pret a manga. Um,. He would just pop it under his bed at night. Didn't even bother like what? locking it up or anything. There's a real lax attitude to safety, which, yeah. if I'm honest, is going to bite him in the Pratt's bottom. Oh, okay. oh no. Bit of yeah. foreshadowing. Yes, a little. Eventually, it was displayed at a stamp exhibition at the Methodist Central Hall, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a stamp. There's a stamp exhibition featuring the World Cup trophy. Yeah. They, they managed to sort of secure it to try and get the punters in to their stamp exhibition. And I think if you need something completely unrelated to your exhibition to get people yeah. in to see your exhibition, then yeah. you need to rethink your exhibition. It's about Agreed. exhibition. If you're, going, if you're going for gimmicks, uh, mm. maybe stamps aren't that interesting. Yeah. If you're not selling tickets for your stamps, Yeah. So to be honest, it. if this trophy is available during the Melbourne Comedy Festival, my ticket sales really could do, <laughs> do with some sort of gimmick. To get it across the line, I'll bring the trophy out. You can you can have a selfie with it at the end. You just have to stay and laugh at my jokes for fifty minutes beforehand. Okay. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> it's a bit stiff. I don't think I've heard of a comedy show with fifty minutes of laughs. <laughs> That's not possible. Well, fake it, fake it, everyone. <laughs> for fifty minutes. No. No. Oh, I'm generous. Support. One minute at the end of 50, <laughs> yeah. if that's what you mean. Because yeah. people just if remember the last minute. They don't <laughs> yeah. remember the rest of the show. They just remember what they're doing the last minute. So that's if you right. get them laughing at the end. They just remember the World Cup of football. That's right. Trophy. <laughs> it's a funny looking trophy. Um, and there was a bizarre condition that the Jules Rimet trophy had to remain on its plinth at weekends and nights. It could, they couldn't put it in a safe or somewhere. Why? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. No, you it cannot not. lock it away safely. It's got to be on the plinth. I mean, but during the day, it's fine to be in a man's bicycle basket. Yeah, or, no. um, or popped under his bed. <laughs> wow, they've made some some weird decisions. Mm. They have. And on the 20th of March, the security guard, John McLaren, who was also a part-time actor, uh, was doing his round <laughs> and he found it was gone. It was, it was gone. Someone 
had unsurprisingly, given all the examples of the lax safety we've、mm. already established, someone had taken the World Cup.、Oh. The plinth was empty. Oh man! When the media、God. arrived, I imagine he gave a great interview. You know. Yeah. Oh dear Lord! <laughs> Twas upon the setting of the sun. Had me at headshots. Yeah. yeah, signing them already. I mean, how would these master thieves gotten in? Would it be like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? Ooh, no. no, no, it wasn't. The、no. door was left the, open. No, the hall was locked. It was locked. To be fair. Okay. It was it was those sort of swing double doors, you know, with the handles like you'd get at school. Yeah, you imagine you can see the type, Ooh, and they chained fancy that. Fancy double doors with handles at his school. Oh, how do we do right <laughs> over there? Oh, a room that's like a small cupboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, filled with books. Oh dear, I had no idea. We're talking to fancy pants. <laughs> Matt's school just only had three walls. They didn't have doors. They just had one open. Hole. Yeah, he, he can almost、like、read. <laughs> no fourth wall. That's why I got in a stand-up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're constantly breaking it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the teacher would always sort of turn and go, "These guys think they're learning." I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a teacher, but how did I get here? Record scratch. I'm not. I'm known as the flea bag of Australian comedy. <laughs> Is that because of the comedy series? No. Oh, oh, my very poor hygiene. <laughs> <Okay> . This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was、that、saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some、uh, positive coping skills. Learn to set some boundaries.、Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/dgo today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H e l p dot com slash d g o. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence. So check this out: generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about. Choose your tone and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI. Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave! If only it could also. Not just write it, but read it too, <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses, or sell files your customers can download, like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com/slash/dogoon for a free trial and to save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or domain. So the hall was locked up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was locked. It was chained. Those chains were on the outside of the door, 
and the handles that that were chained up were screwed into the door with just normal screws. Okay. So what the thieves did, unscrewed the handles, had full access <laughs> to the halls. Okay, Incredible. That's yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of days later, uh, uh, yeah. the head of the FA received a ransom note, which included a scrap of the lining of the trophy to prove it was legit Ooh. for 15,000 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a lot of moolah. What year is this? 1966. Your oh, favourite. Oh, wow. It's a bit of cash. 15 grand and 66. That's a fair bunts. Yeah, what would that be worth? Probably like... 4.2 billion now, I, I think. If wow. my maths Australian. Is Australian, so I'm a 30 quid or something. <laughs> <laughs> not these days. Um, yeah. yeah, really, really not. Uh, probably all the money um anyway yeah uh, on the day it was stolen the fa which is the british football association got onto george bird you know the bicycling silversmith from earlier and had him make a replica in case they didn't ever find it and incidentally they've been told by fifa not to do this explicitly you are not allowed to make a copy of this mm. but they were like george we're in a bit of a bind here mate you know you know it very well. You know do the it dimensions. From memory. Yeah. Yeah. Was he it's, doing it from memory? I think because he was a silversmith, he'd kind of like taken notes and really looked into it, or he just sort of looked at the size of his bike basket and was like, "Well, I guess it must be that big." <laughs> yeah. Or he'd stolen it, so he had a really good yeah, copy it was to very copy. Easy. <laughs> or he'd fallen in love with it. You saw any fuck that trophy? Probably. Yeah. If I know love, he had a plaster cast of it. <laughs> Very yeah, deep, it was under his bed. Where it couldn't be found. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, so the, the FA agreed to the ransom and they fill a bag, oh. like a hold-all type bag, you know, like out of a gangster film, but yeah. they fill it with just normal paper and then a few sort of fivers on the top yeah. to make it look like you Three know, fivers, so it's 15 pounds. A classic. 15 pounds and a, and a, a load of paper. They'll never and know. What, who would look in the bag? Who would check? Who would ever look in the bag? And so they and, and so they have someone meet the ransomer who's an undercover policeman, and this contact gets into the policeman's car, and they're supposed to drive to a location where they're going to make the drop-off. They're going to, you know, hand over the cash and receive the trophy. And the copper notices that they're being followed by a van, and as it slows down to make a turn, the ransomer jumps out <gasps> with the cash, <gasps> makes oh. a run for it. Tries to do a bleeding runner. Oh. And the copper chases him down, jumps on him, and is like, you're nicked me, old mate. Not going to let that yeah, 15 pounds nicked. go. <laughs> For nothing? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a, that's one of my favourite holdalls. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out this guy was just a middleman. He didn't know... A middleman. Sorry, I said so that weird. He I was a middleman. Like British thing. I thought I know, it was a you weird. say all weird's <laughs> funny, so it's weird that you're like... All weird's funny. All words funny, okay. sorry. I also say all weird's <laughs> you funny. You say weird for word. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, a middleman. Thank you. Um, and, and was the plan that this, this middleman would jump out of the car and then get picked up by the van, but then he got nicked by the I copper? I guess so. Yeah, then he got nicked by the copper. By old Bill. He got nicked, mate. Oh, by, no. Yeah, the long arm of the law. Oh, wooden top, all right. Good point, actually, Dave. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, th they didn't know anything. He didn't know oh. really who the contact was. He was kind of a bit of a chancer. The trophy is still missing. 
but one week after the theft, on Sunday the 27th of March, David Corbett of Crystal Palace, South London, takes his dog Pickles. Yes. Great name, David. Great name. A collie mix for a walk. Love this and detail. in some bushes by his house, Pickles starts sniffing around and David... I really hope this story has nothing to do with the trophy. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a dog you found. It did a, a wee. Yeah. yeah. Pickles, come on. I've got, I've got to go to work. Yeah. Hurry up. Stop yeah, sniffing. Yeah. We don't have to sniff every tree, do we? Ugh. No. They found a, ra- a newspaper-wrapped package and inside it, your friend of mine, the Jules Rimet trophy. Wait, what? They just found say- it in a bush. Oh, I was going to say they had the cash, but they had 15 pounds or something like that. Whoa. So just wrapped in newspaper. Just wrapped in newspaper under a bush in South London. Wow. But was it sitting on a plinth inside the bush? No, no, it had. Oh st- my god! They oh, had no. really They're going to get the- in so much trouble if it's not on the plinth. God, that's embarrassing. Oh my god! So he takes it to the police station and instantly becomes suspect number one because <laughs> he's got. Because that's very lax policing. It's like, well, who could have stolen this trophy? Well, that guy's got the trophy. <laughs> he must have stolen it. Has to be him. Thanks so much for coming in, David. Now, if you put these handcuffs on, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, he's got handcuffs. He must be a policeman. <laughs> he Because there was a reward of five grand, which is, oh. you know, the third of a billion trillion, uh, yeah. as discussed. <laughs> yeah. He is eventually cleared, receives his reward, and he uses that to buy a house. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. He... Five grand for five thousand pounds. Oh, that buys him wow. a house. Uh, I mean, did he at least buy pickles? A nicer house, a kennel, or yeah. something? Because that dog really oh. found it. Oh, pickles? You mean the national hero, pickles? <laughs> you mean the film star of the nineteen sixty-six film, The Spy with the Cold Nose? <laughs> no. He becomes a star. He's on talk shows. (laughs) He's on talk shows. He's on Blue Peter. He starred in the film The Spy with the Cold Nose with Eric Sykes and June Whitfield, two titans of of the English comedy scene at the time. He was named Dog of the Year. Dog of the Year. By who? Dog magazine. Other dogs? It was, it, was a, <laughs> it was a dog. It was a voted by a uh, popular vote from other dogs. <laughs> he was he was awarded a year of free food by the pet food manufacturer Spillers. Oh. And as I was looking on his Wikipedia page, there was a very tantalising link at the bottom. Like, you know, the sort of related. It was oh, yeah. list of individual dogs. <laughs> oh, I not the way him. expected to yeah. find was just like Rover. Rex. Rex 2. But no, it's a list of actual dogs that have done things uh, and the things they've done. Oh, I love it. I bet you lost a few hours there. Oh, big time. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Honey Tree Evil Eye uh, was a a female bull terrier who was, played the part of Spuds McKenzie in the role of Budweiser Spokes Dog. Sure. Right. And what was the dog's name? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The real name uh, or the stage name? The real name was wilder than the stage name, I thought. Honey Tree Evil Eye. <laughs> any dog with the word evil in their name. Mm. Incredible. I think any dog with more than one name. Agreed. That's yeah. a real scattergun yes. approach to naming a dog. They've, they've Honey just seen tree four things. Evil Eye. <laughs> I don't know what the evil was that they it saw. It was an evil eye. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. 
I've only just um, – my dog is two and we realised the other day he doesn't have a middle name and we thought, well, that's not very fair. Oh, my gosh. So we gave him a middle name. Have, have you christened it? No. Can you baptise dogs? I guess you could. Should yeah. you? Some of them Should like you? It. No, but you could technically, I suppose. Are there dog priests? <sighs> priests for dogs or dogs who have uh, attended <laughs> Bible school? Ah, I see. Mm. Either or, I suppose. Anyway. Um, Pickles has a Wikipedia page. Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh, we've got to ask, what's Goose the dog's middle name, if you don't mind sharing? Montgomery. Fantastic choice. Oh, that's fun. Lovely. That's great. What's the surname? Simpson, um, which is my partner's surname. And we didn't discuss whose surname the dog would get. The vet just decided. First time we took him to the vet, they just- Oh, yeah. Took my partner's name and wrote it down. So he's Goose Montgomery Simpson. I forgot vets do that. That's a bit It's weird, isn't it? It is weird, vets. Yeah. Any vets listening, we don't think that's normal, to be yeah. honest. Some people might do. Some maybe- people might go as far as to give their pet a middle name. That's but right. <laughs> personally. And I know there's lots of dogs called Daisy and you need to differentiate who's who, but maybe chat with the owners, you know? What yeah. name do you want me to put down? We could make up a whole new name for him. Anyway, whatever. Yes. Just a patriarchy. Yes. Good point, actually. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. <laughs> actually. Added again. Thanks. Uh, I mean, Pickles, it's dog of the year. It's the best. England go on to win the World Cup, though, back to the football, and they celebrate. And they, they're, you know, all the, I don't know if you've seen, because obviously in England, it's a really big deal that we won the World Cup that one time. It's almost as is if you could imagine winning 10 games in a row, something <laughs> like. Okay, yes. So it's, it's almost that good. There's yeah. a DVD about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for putting that in a context we could understand. But, James, they wouldn't have actually even won 10 games in a row, would they? So it's not actually that impressive when you think about it. <laughs> fair fair point. I think, it, yes, I think it was a draw anyway, this game, until the yeah. very last minute. Wow. Oh, then what happened? Did Pickles run onto the pitch and push the ball into the... <laughs> Oh, sadly, no, but if he had Well, there's nothing in the rule book that says Pickles can't. Well, sadly, Pickles was over in LA attending the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Hosting the Oscars. Hosting the Oscars. Doing a very witty and and biting um, monologue. (laughs) Mm. That Pickles. That Pickles. (laughs) Pickles. Really, It had a real sort of Ricky Gervais vibe, though. It was really roasting everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't age well, but it was fun at the time. (laughs) So yeah, so like I don't, it's like the England team. They got the red shirts on and they're all celebrating and dancing around the the, the Queen. The young Queen is you know giving them the uh, giving them the thing. They lift the trophy up, which is mm. it turns out actually quite a new thing to do. And then they go back to the changing room. They've got champagne, a drinking, and then a policeman comes into that changing room with a coat on, a big coat, and in his pocket, he's got, you remember that fake one that the FA made? Yeah. He's got that fake one, and he goes over to, I believe it's Nobby Styles, (laughs) (laughs) which is not his rap name. That's his real name. Nobby. Nobby Styles. (laughs) Yep, okay. Who's who's quite pissed up, for want Mm -hmm. of a better word, on champagne and running around for two hours. And he's holding the trophy, kind of quite dazed, and the policeman just takes it out of his hand, swaps it with the fake, doesn't say anything. Nobby doesn't even notice. The policeman I'm wondering if this is a real policeman. He was. He was a real, a genuine copper. Um, And they take that trophy off and put it in a safe, and no one knew. No one knew, apart from the coppers, that this 
this subterfuge had happened. So whenever you see, which you probably won't, but uh, <laughs> whenever any English person sees like the England team in suits and stuff holding the trophy, that's not the real Jules <gasps> wow. Rimmer. That's the fake. What? And the cops went about that themselves. They weren't told by the FA or anyone to no, do that? No, they've been explicitly told by FIFA not right. to make a, a copy. <laughs> but they were like, we huh. can't lose this again. This was very yeah, embarrassing. Wow. We've got dogs, albeit very witty dogs, but they are doing a better job than the police <laughs> at the moment. Whoa. So he just wanders in there totally aware that they are going to be pissed and yeah. uh, not really paying that much attention and just, oh, can I just have a look at that for a second? Yeah, That's beautiful. There you go. Have that back. Yeah. Wearing a comically large yeah. coat, I'm picturing. Three kid policemen. And yeah, and so that's George Bird's fake, his uh, special one that he made. From memory, that, that, that's what's that's what's in all the pictures. Is the is the fake one? The real one was kept in a police safe until 1970, when it was given over to the next hosts. Oh wow! Uh, well, they kept it in the safe for four years, and no one yeah, knew. No one knew. So at that, so there was a celebration banquet that day. So at that celebration banquet, the Jules Rimet Trophy is not there. But do you know who is? Who? Pickles. Pickles. The guest of honour. He's honor. invited to dinner. Yes, yes. guest of honour at the dinner. <gasps> oh, I hope beautiful. he got human food that day, you know, and not just dog food. I hope they served him a plate of whatever it else was getting. And he just got to yeah. have all this. That's the best. Do you think, did Pickles meet the Queen? <gasps> she loves dogs. Uh, loved dogs. I think so. I, I, I think Pickles was given the sort of like the one of the biggest awards, like, night, oh, the, the equivalent the of a knighthood, but for a dog. <laughs> He was given the keys to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the Buckingham Palace dog flap. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just the corgis in him. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, brace yourself, guys. I've got some sad news. Pickles oh, no. died in 1967. No. Uh, what? Whoa, but just he's- one year later. I'm guessing don't, got in a drug. Only, yeah, live fast. Don't tell me they do that to, at the end of your time as dog of the year. Oh, yeah. <gasps> to make oh, sure it's like that- Saturnalia. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You get a week being the king dog and then you're sacrificed to the dog gods. Oh, wow. Oh, R.I.P. Pickles. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to still be with us. Yeah. The oldest no, dog. He, oh, he would yeah. be in a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, it's pretty grim. He was strangled by his choke chain lead. Oh. He got caught on a tree branch while he was chasing a cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pickles. That's awful. Oh, my God. Surely yeah. this dog would have its own bodyguard. Should have. Yeah, a dog's got to chase a cat, though, hasn't it? It's- All right, that sounds like the FBI or someone got involved. Yeah, that's yeah. an inside job. I, it stinks. To me, it stinks. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I'm thinking one name and one name alone. Nobby Styles, yeah. and that's just because I'm thinking about that name a lot. Yeah, what a name! <laughs> Nothing to do with this. I was thinking about maybe yeah, yeah, FBI, KGB, no, uh, probably CIA, Ooh, FCC, KFC, mm, NBA, RSPCA. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, that's probably closest. Notably, hate animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't like animals getting too big for the boots. Mm. <laughs> okay. They also Let's don't like to down, put animals pickles. in boots. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Know your place, Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, do you want to know who did steal the trophy, though? Yes. We know? Yeah. 
We know. Cool. Uh, it's a couple of small timers from London Tan who went by the names <laughs> because this was their names oh, of Sid and Deck. Oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> they're Geordies. That's a whole oh, different sorry. accent. Apologies. It'd be like we're a couple of small time hoods and we're going to take the World Cup. <laughs> now, fortunately, you don't know how offensive that was to the northeast <laughs> population of the UK. No, it felt offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get it from context, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't need the cultural background. I, I felt yeah. it. <laughs> I thought that was to, a loving homage. <laughs> I just need to be careful if I go out chasing cats in my choke chain. That's now, right, yes. In the, in the northeast. Now, these cuplords, uh, Sid and Reg. Sydney Cougalier, uh, whose nickname was Mr. Crafty. Oh, come on. <laughs> Cougalier. The Cougar was right there. The Cougar's right there. But Mr. Crafty's Mr. way funnier. Mr. Crafty. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in those days, isn't it, where you could kind of, there's no nicknames taken. I, yeah. That's what I would have. Crafty. I would have assumed that'd be the name of, you know, the Art Attack host. Yeah. Not a small time criminal. Mr. Crafty. <laughs> it was, yeah, Mr. Crafty. Uh, Sid and Reg, they were they were quite reasonably low level hoods who'd do like they do a job for you. Yeah, fix your leaky tap. Whatever you need done, I'll get it done. <laughs> hey, got a squeaky hinge? I'll get the WD four if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll find a way to get something for you. Yeah, you want one of them? You want one of them portraits of yours? So it's a silhouette done by a pair of scissors. I'll do that. <laughs> you want to know a decent recipe for papi mache? I got it. I miss the Say crafty. no more. Say no more. Give me a couple of straws and a chopstick. I'll sort it out for you, darling. He's <laughs> talking to a child. This is inappropriate. I love this character so much. <laughs> a couple of straws and a chopstick. Mr. Crafty. Anything. Oh, do that. Look, hey, cut here, put a stick that on there. You got yourself a dinosaur, son. <laughs> Lovely. You got to make a diorama for a school project. I've got you covered, darling. Oh, I can help you. Burr cost. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Crafty uh, and, and his brother, Reg, they go to that Methodist hall to check out the very valuable stamps that are on display. <laughs> No way. Because there's like penny blacks and whatnot in there. There's like stamps that are worth money. Mm. There's one with the probably one with the Queen on upside down or something. Oh my god, the inverted Jerry or Jenny, whichever it is. Yes. Can't you just turn it upside like it's a stamp? It's a square. Just turn it upside down. Oh, you've just you've just ruined a lot of stamp collectors' dreams. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I thought I had something there. <laughs> I thought I was going to make myself a millionaire. <laughs> no, so they they do the thing. They unscrew the handles, go in and check and just case the joint, I believe is the term. And as they're walking out, Sid opens his jacket and says to Reg, have a look at this. And it's the, only the jewels remain trophy in his jacket pocket. Oh, that's a funny looking stamp. <laughs> and Reg is like, oh, Fucking hell, what are you going to bloody do with that, mate? <laughs> he's a little less crafty, Reg. Um, he's more, he just likes photos. And, you know, um, yeah, I don't really like any of that abstract stuff. I don't really care. <laughs> you give me a couple of straws and a chopstick, I'll drink my drink slightly faster. He's not, I'm saying he's not imaginative in the yeah, same yeah, way yeah. as Sid. Yeah, as yeah, it, that's what I'm trying it, to get yeah. at. But... 
So Sid took the trophy home and he pops it on the mantle and he says to his wife, look, I got your fancy new cup. <laughs> and she's like, whatever. And then they're watching the news and the, the robbery comes on the news and she's, you, could, you know, double taking. Yeah. Left, right and centre. <laughs> uh, she goes mad, basically. And um, then Sid and Reg kind of take it around the country. They're trying to work out what they could do with oh, it. Oh, they gave it a tour as well. <laughs> They get their own pushback. A criminal tour. Because uh, they were trying to find someone who would buy it off them or if they can melt it down. It turns out it's not solid gold, so it wasn't worth melting it down. Oh, no. And so they realise they're going to have to do the ransom plot. And that, as we heard, goes very badly for everyone involved, except at manufacturers of holdalls. <laughs> and uh, they ultimately hide it under a random bush in South London. So they should have been the ones to go in and claim the reward, probably. They, yeah, but I think because they were, I mean, he's known as Mr. Crafty. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would have got your middleman to do that. Or middleman, I, sorry. Middleman. You looked at me blankly <laughs> there. Middleman. Of course, the middleman. <laughs> the, uh, now I understand. Um, no, they. I, th- I think he was. that guy was clearly inept. Yeah, I would have got, so, I mean, personally. And he'd already been arrested at that point as well because of the okay. ransom thing going wrong. Yeah, right. And <laughs> Sid always said that he was the first Englishman to lift the World Cup. Which is <laughs> not a bad pun because to lift means to steal yeah. in Cockney slang. Great oh work, Sid. Yeah. That is lovely stuff. Probably worth the jail time. Did, yeah. did he end up writing a book about it and stuff like that, doing speaking tours? No. Did he get as famous as Pickles? <laughs> he did not hit the big time. Did he uh, choke like on Pickles. his choke chain? No, no. I th- he he died around 2000, and the story had not come out that it was him. It's only come oh. out later from Reg. No. Ah, oh, amazing. So yeah. he took it to his grave. No, no one was arrested at the time. No, no one was ever found. This was This is all, like... It was sort of known within his family, and it was a bit of a joke kind of thing, and a bit of a story <laughs> like Grandad's story. Yeah. All right, but Grandad. Never, yeah, he um, used to be a master criminal, whatever. Okay. Mr. So Crafty. I, I thought, for some reason, I thought this trophy was lost to time, but it's not. It's still sitting somewhere, and there's actually two uh, versions of it. Well. <gasps> is there oh. more to this tale? Uh, Brazil went on to win the Jules Rimet Trophy in their very next tournament in Mexico in 1970, and that was the third time they'd won it, so they were allowed to keep it. And it was put on display at the Brazilian Football Confederation headquarters in Rio de Janeiro, and it was in a cabinet with a front of bulletproof glass because they'd really learned their lesson. But the back was very brittle glass. <laughs> yeah, no, their back was made of wood, and oh it was forced God. open with a crowbar, and the cut was stolen again. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> On the 19th of December, 1983. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, why don't they use bulletproof wood? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Crowbar-proof wood at the very least. <laughs> that is so, so silly. Funny. And the trophy has never been recovered. Oh, you're what? kidding. Because Pickles... That's it, he's gone. Yeah, well, Pickles gone. is gone, so oh, we can't. No, we can't get Pickles yeah. on the case. Get Pickles on the scent. And did Pickles have a son, you know, oh. or a daughter, an heir? Oh, so a nephew, like a James nephew, Bond Jr. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's so silly and so funny. Yeah, four people were tried and convicted in in absentia uh, for that crime. Uh, it's widely believed to have been melted down and sold, even though it wasn't pure gold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, it's sort of a metaphor, f- yeah. 
for anything in particular? <laughs> it's sort of a metaphor for football. It's sort of a metaphor for English football. It's like we did it. And then Brazil came along and just did it better and right. for a much longer mm. amount of time, which <laughs> that's quite good metaphor if you know about soccer. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the tale of the World Cup heist. Oh, incredible. Oh. I never heard anything about that. No, I didn't know that at all. That's that's a fun story. That's, um, that's a romp. Yes, that is a romp. <laughs> Has that ever been made into a film? Well, there was this sort of docudrama version which was voiced by... Do you know the film Snatch? Yes. You know Bricktop? Yeah, no thanks, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Who's also in uh, Know Me, Know You with Alan Partridge. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's right. He's, Ammonia in a boat. You want to get sucked in? You want to get sucked <laughs> in, sunshine? Yeah, he does the voiceover. It's, 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 it is a bit much, though, for an entire voiceover. The voiceover of the dog or the trophy? Of the whole oh, documentary no, story. Okay, no, he's not yes. the voice of the dog uh, in a sort of... That was... Um, there was a film made like that and the voice was Harry Enfield, the oh. English comedian. Oh. But the really? one that, that I'm... Yeah, that's a fictionalised account of the tale of pickles, which, yeah, I think it leaves out a lot of the drugs and... Uh, I'm just looking up... Uh, so that's Alan Ford, that actor. And it says yes. here, I think that his biggest claim to fame is that he's known for appearing as... Separate characters in eight different episodes of The Bill. Oh, wow. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They brought him back eight different times. <laughs> eight, eight different characters, really? Yeah. He's got range. <laughs> he can play a standing up Cockney or a sitting down Cockney. I do love him. I think he's hilarious it's and very so funny. Good. But well, I, that is, I can't imagine him playing eight diff- very different characters. Yeah, they're all, he played Tony Kemp. He played oh, yeah. Harry. He played Frank Lytton. He played Maidel. That's a Mr. That's Crafty. A, that's a name. Jimmy Robson. That's a good name for him. George Dooley mm. and mm. Davy Rolfe. <laughs> and Lord Farquhar the <laughs> Third. <laughs> All on the bill. Wow. Oh wow. What a story. Thank you so much for bringing that to us, James. What a what a roller coaster oh, that was. I love it. Was it was a real real roller coaster. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It was an yeah. So, do you think is it? Do, are there any theories about how England has never won it again? Uh, and oh, you think trophy? like a curse? Yeah, maybe some. Is this some sort of curse? Maybe. Wow. I don't know. I do love a sports curse. I bet you've covered plenty of them. Yeah, in your covered time. A, a curse or two. Yeah, Dave? curse of the Billy Goat. Oh, the, the Billy Goat curse. Yep, yep, yep. The I cubbies. think you talked about a few that that. Day actually, that episode, maybe. Yeah, that's because they love a curse in uh, Major League Baseball. Mm. Hmm. Baseball's the- quite superstitious. Yes, very much so. Mm. There was a famous uh, Australian football curse that was broken a couple of years ago the curse of Norm Smith. Oh, Norm. What was <laughs> he? Was he, was, he a, was he a white witch or? Yes, he was a white witch and uh, Melbourne, the Melbourne Demons, a very successful coach. And they sacked him when he was on a, he was on a real streak, but one that ended in premierships. And um, yeah, he got sacked and then they, they never won another premiership until 2021. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It was like a, it was like 60 years or something drought. That's quite a lot considering there's own. Only ten teams. Uh no, is that's that right? Not true. Am no. I doing the maths? How There's many teams 18, are there? Eighteen teams. Yeah, eighteen teams. But you only play twenty-two games. Wait yeah, a minute. It's, it's no good. I agree. Uh, it's an unfair uh, competition. 
It, it's it's so funny because all of that just goes back to when there were eleven teams. So they and then the competition's grown, but the season hasn't changed length. So they've we they've got more teams, but they haven't increased the amount of games. Yep. Oh, that seems that seems an oversight. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's an odd I'd thing. Say. But I, I'd say that still means that 10 games in a row is, is really special. Very <laughs> special, yes. Very special. I think that's the main takeaway from this story. A Worth special achievement yeah. from special boys. <laughs> we're very proud of our special boys. Hey, speaking of special boys, if we oh, want to hear on. more from you, James. You uh, do a fantastic podcast with another special boy, Alistair Beckett King, called Lawman. Yes, yes. It's about sort of folk legends and like weird bits of history you know like your your sort of your robin hoods and your king arthurs mm. they're too mainstream way oh, too yeah, mainstream yeah. for mm. us we're, we're, talk- we're talking cares? about uh king wolf here for example oh. mm-hmm. in fact that is the topic in the very next episode with your countryman nick mason ah oh fantastic He's popped up for a guest spot, and depending on when this comes out, it's either happened or it's going to happen. Wow, that's exciting. And Dave and I were on an episode a little while ago, and you talked about a pig that decided where a cathedral was or something. (laughs) Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Yeah, there is actually a town uh, called Leicester uh, where it was famous because the pig used to choose the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What and people used to bribe it by putting beans in their lap and then it would to, to, to try and lure the pig over to them to make them the mayor. Do you know what, though? you know who I'm, I'm jealous of in that setting? The pig. Mm. I want to be that pig. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> trying to bribe me, giving me treats. Oh. Yeah, but then a year later, you're oh. found <laughs> hanging from a tree because oh you chased a cat. You've just got to be careful. You do have to be careful. <laughs> I hope the RSPCA isn't listening to this episode. Oh, because they're in what, on that. What, because, yeah, because we're <laughs> oh, blowing no. their case wide open. Oh, dear. Giving them ideas. I uh, love the love Lawman. Listen to it heaps. Fantastic podcast. Definitely recommend people check it out. And uh, thank you so much for joining us for this fantastic tale. Thanks for having me. True pleasure. I believe England's going to bring it home in, you know, any time now. Yeah, that curse should be lifted any time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. I really, really believe it. Because they yeah. haven't won since Pickles died, have they? It's the Pickles so, curse. The Pickles curse. Huh. Mm. They've mm. got to make amends with Pickles somehow. Seance. Yeah. Mm. Dog seance. Doggy, Doggy seance. seance. Yeah. Yeah. Doggy seance. Yeah. Just, yeah, one, it's your classic one with for yes, two with for no. <laughs> Absolutely classic. You've got a Ouija board with woof on one side and yeah. woof woof, and woof, woof. Yeah. on the other. God, it's actually much and easier. Yeah. Just a sort of an alphabet of woofs <laughs> around there. Yeah. As we say goodbye to James, it is now time to say hello to everyone's favorite <laughs> section of the show where we get to thank some of our you know, our supporters. Yeah. Look, I'll just go out there and say it. Wow, These people support us. Yes. Wow, that is needy. I feel like we're the <laughs> Jules Jern trophy being lifted up by these supporters. The Jules Jern. Is that Josh Earls Jern? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I thought it would come to me as I started talking, but it didn't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if people uh, want to get involved, they can join up at Patreon.com slash do go on pod. There's a bunch of different levels, all sorts of different things involved. Uh, But the main thing is, you know, the people who support us on Patreon, they're the ones who are making 
this show happen as well. Absolutely. As there's bonus episodes that they get extra, but, you know, really, it's keeping this show going. So we love to spend a little bit of time at the end of each episode to thank them. And one of the sections we do here is called the Fat Quote or Question section. Uh, you can get involved in this if you sign up at the Sydney Schoenberg level or above. And I think it even has a little jingle go something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Right. Ding. Ah, he always remembers the ding. She, she always, always remembers, remembers the sing. And uh, this week, first up, we've got Sky, two question marks. And oh, okay. Sky, uh, everyone also gets to give themselves a title. Sky has the title of the Do Go On Official Art Collector. Oh. Wow, do you think it is? Collecting art on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Going out, buying, God, I hope so. Buying the Frida Carlos, buying the Matisses, or it's Do Go On based art being collected by Sky. I hope both. Yeah, both are <laughs> great for me. I hope there's, you know, you know, like I hope we have a, so much that we can open a museum and within that museum slash art gallery is like the Do Go On wing mm. where it's Do Go On themed art within the greater Do Go On museum. Do you know what I mean? I think I mean, there's some fantastic artwork floating around there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. I love it. I want a big old oil painting mm. portrait like royalty. Oh, yeah. But I, And I want my little dog there too, looking oh. all cute and royal. And your little dog too. That sounds fantastic, Jess. Well, Sky is offering us a fact, writing, hey, all, I've got a hopefully dull fact. <gasps> oh, that's Dave. your special. I'll be the Dave. judge of that, Sky. Thank you so much. <laughs> no one get too excited. This might not be dull. Let's okay. find out. <laughs> Uh, here it goes. Steven Spielberg's sister, Nancy, was once spooked by a coyote. <laughs> Dave, how's that for dull? <laughs> I mean, can I also be the arbiter of quite random things? No. <laughs> Is that, that's it? Yeah. That's it. Honestly. I love that. I love it because it's quite dull. I know, and I want to bring it up at parties and then wait for people to go, like the pause, yeah. the, oh. the pause that we did. Yes. <laughs> well, the pause is written in. <laughs> she wrote pause, so I just pause. I didn't read out pause. Oh, you know. Okay, Hopefully you, you take stage right. notes now. Yeah, stage directions. That's interesting. Well, the pause has uh, asterisks either yes. side of it. Yes. So hopefully, I did that as Sky wanted me to. Hopefully, I'm saying Sky's name as well as requested. Uh, thank you very much, Sky. Thank you for that dull thank fact. You, we Sky. don't often get a dull fact, and Love I was a dull um, fact. Very really happy to hear that. Uh, our next one comes from Roy Phillips, a.k.a. Vice Viceroy. <laughs> <laughs> that really got me. <laughs> and Roy is offering a suggestion saying, no tongue twister this time, Matt, but as I've recently gotten an air fryer for Christmas, <laughs> I thought I'd share a recipe for a marinade-turned sauce I've developed for fun. <laughs> fastidiously frying frankly fantastic food in my finally functional air fryer. (laughs) Especially chicken, keep the skin on, salmon, keep the skin on, or tofu, try and take the skin off as much as possible. This does about four chicken thighs or five to six salmon fillets or about two blocks of tofu steaks. Wow. Okay, you ready? Yes. So if everyone wants to pause now and get their ingredients ready. I'm just going to imagine- Going to imagine the taste. Okay, as fantastic. You go. Right, right, right. I've got With my air fryer actually warming up here. I've got my tongue warming up. <laughs> so you've got two tablespoons Yuck. light soy sauce, mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. tablespoons dark soy sauce, okay, two teaspoons of honey slash sugar alternative. Yum. Two- Is that light or dark? Sorry, oh, it doesn't doesn't mention it. 
Uh, two cloves of minced garlic. Yep. One teaspoon allspice slash five spice powder. Yep. One teaspoon smoked paprika. Okay. One teaspoon ground white pepper. Mm-hmm. Optional one chili or gochujang for kick. Does anyone know what that word? How that what that word is? Uh, chili. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> uh, two tablespoons of water if using tofu. Grated ginger if you feel it. Let marinade zest, sorry, rest for a minimum. <laughs> I struggle more with this than the tongue twisters. Let marinade rest for a minimum of 30 minutes before cooking. If you consider this a brag also, that brings me up to the full FQQBS oh! pentecta among some of the other guests. Well done. Congratulations. Roy. And that sounds freaking delicious. Yeah, I'm all in. I might just forget the- uh, the protein, I'll just take a bowl of that and a spoon, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Do you want any rice or veggies or anything? No. Just a spoon. Yeah. Do you uh, want it warmed up? No. I can put it in the soup thing I have in the Trip Titch Club, but it will be far no. too hot. Yeah, I prefer cold than far too hot. But no, you're right. I'll, I'll get some rice. Thanks. Okay. That'd be fantastic. I'll put that in the soup thing. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, thank you, Roy. The next one comes from Drew Forsberg, aka Double O Agent. Oh. And Drew Forsberg has a suggestion writing. Oh, I've lost you. Where'd you go? <laughs> Drew, where'd Drew, you go? Drew, where are you? Drew, can you hear me? Drew, where are you? Drew <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> writes, Ba dun dun dun. Ba dun dun dun. Ba dun dun dun. Now, now. I don't know what rhythm this is meant to be yet. Ba dun dun dun. Ba dun dun dun. Now, now. Ba da dun dun na now 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 ba da dun dun ba da dun dun ba da dun dun. See reflections on the water, more than darkness in the depths. See him surface in every shadow. Oh, the wind! I feel his breath. Golden eye, I found his weakness. Golden eye, he'll do what I please. Golden eye, no time for sweetness. But a bitter kiss will bring him to his knees. You'll never know how I watched from the shadows as a child. You'll never know how it feels to be the one who's left behind. You'll never know the nights, the tears, the tears I've cried. But now my time has come. And time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're hanging on every word here, mate. It's written pause in asterisks. <laughs> And time, time is not on your side. Wow. Okay, I will stop there. The movie, the N64 game, and the song GoldenEye, very self-referential all of a sudden, all (laughs) are are totally great. And when we have more of them in our lives, we are better for it. (laughs) By the way, composing the message took me over an hour because a phone is not the ideal platform. To be on whilst having to switch between Patreon, Spotify, and whatever site I looked up the lyrics on. My point <laughs> in the end of this, the, that song, a banger, of course, is sung by Tina Turner. To my knowledge, you three have not done a report on her yet. The little I know about her seems interesting enough, but I'm guessing her life is a lot more fascinating than that. So that's my suggestion, a Tina Turner bio. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've heard the start of that song, um, but I don't remember hearing that final verse. Oh, that's a a great final verse. Well, how does the bar to dun go? Bum, 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 bum. Wee! 
Okay. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Wee! You sure um, it's not nah, now? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what we had before. Yeah, it could be. Dun, 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 dun. Nah, now. I actually, that's my least favorite James Bond theme song. Wow. Which I. Because you really don't like the Jack White one as well, which I oh, like. Yeah, second least favorite. Hmm. Uh, on the drive over. I was listening to Josh Earl's fantastic podcast, 100% Hits, where I'd been on a few months ago. Volume Pod. Volume Pod. And Cheryl Crow was one of the songs that he played. And mm-hmm. I told him that my favourite James Bond song is by Cheryl Crow. The World Is Not Enough. Love that song. Fantastic I did song. not know Cheryl Crow did a Bond song. Dave and I, when Dave and I were driving back from a country gig around Christmas time, we played all of the Bond themes. On the way back. Sorry, it's Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, that's garbage. I was thinking of it. It's Tomorrow Never Dies. Fantastic song. Anyway, Your we were playing absolute favourite. Couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> well, I panicked the on the artists. spot. My absolute favourite. Oh, no, it's right. It's Cheryl Crow is the one I like. I don't, the garbage one's fine, but okay. I love Tomorrow Never Dies by Cheryl Crow. Fantastic. But then, and I told Josh on his pod, because that's quite controversial. That's my favourite. But I also said that my least favourite is the Tina Turner one. I'm listening to him on the way here. One of the songs he plays on an episode with Ben Cotchen is the Golden Eye song. And he goes, did you know that this is Dave Warnicke's favourite James Bond song? I was screaming at my iPod. And Ben's like, I have no idea who Dave Warnicke is. He was very polite. Was he? What did he say? He goes, really? So, yeah. Yeah. And then later said, who the fuck is Dave Warnicke? Who the fuck is that? And why is this his favourite? Great movie, though. Fantastic movie. Fantastic game. Fantastic singer. Written by Bono and the Edge, that song. We've got him started now. It's, it's a, it's, uh, yeah, it's written by the Bono and the Edge, so it's... The Bono and the Edge. But, yeah, exactly. And um, You two doing a residency in Vegas this year when I'm I'm maybe going to be there, so will you do be I go? Yes. <laughs> I want feedback from our Irish listeners. Um, they love They love they Bono. Love, yeah. When he teams up with the Edge, yeah. that's when I think... Magic happens. Magic really happens. Yeah. And don't get me started on uh, the other the two. Others. Michael Collins and... Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, <laughs> the final one this week comes from Sophie Tudor, bracket, Hodge, Matt, like choo-choo, I believe in you. Hey, Sophie Tudor, I believe in you too. And Sophie uh, is group mom, mm-hmm. brackets, wash your hands and come down here, dinner's ready. Uh, what is it? <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, well, you haven't even tried it yet. Oh, no, I don't like it. It's... Like a ginger and soy marinade. (laughs) Uh, That was me as a kid. Sophie's offering a brag, writing, what's the latest you've celebrated something after the date it's meant to be celebrated? Ah. I like how this is a brag because that sounds like a question. COVID times doesn't count. My little group of four besties slash spouses are finally celebrating Christmas together on the 4th of Feb, Ruary, in brackets. But you don't have to say that bit, Matt. Oh, thanks, (laughs) Sophie. Uh, we usually do Jan Mass, but someone forgot to book the weekend off work. Damn it, James. Come on, James. Get your shit together. So now we're doing Febmas. Okay. That doesn't feel cr- crazy long. No. Um, and, yeah, if COVID times don't exi- don't um, count, then I don't know. Because I celebrated my 30th birthday two years late in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, though. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I ever celebrate things. I guess usually I'd be like, ah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to do that a little bit too. I think I was away for a, a birthday 
of mine and I maybe had it like the following month or something. I had a party. Yeah. Maybe. My friend and I caught up for dinner. My birthday's August. Hers is November. Sorry, October. And we caught up for our joint birthday somewhere in between. So it was way too early for her and far too late for me. But it was beautiful. Beautiful sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Several weeks later. I feel like within a few days of my birthday, if I haven't done anything, too bad. Too bad, so sad. Your birthday's on a Wednesday. Pick one of the weekends either side. If you're leaving at weeks, nah, fuck you. How dare you? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Other people have birthdays. No, fuck you. Whoa. How dare you, fuck you. How dare you. (laughs) Yep. Have a little fun in your life. How dare you. Uh, thank you so much to our great fact quotes and questioners this week. We also love to shout out a few of our other great supporters uh, who are signed up on the, I believe, Ask Prod level or above. Correct. Shout out level or above. And uh, just when we have a little game we play as we thank them. We could talk about what they stole. We could talk about their nickname, Mr. Crafty. <laughs> we always do nicknames. What else could it be? Um, uh. What, what, oh, what their dog could have found. What their dog in found. The bush. Or what they were planning on stealing but found instead. Oh, yeah, that's great. How about that? Stamps to Stamps trophy. to trophies. All right. Well, if I can kick us off, I'd love to thank from Chicago in Illinois. The Windy City. Oh. <laughs> I'd love to thank Grr Woof. Mm. With an underscore in between. Grr Woof. Is that, that's the end of the Buffy credits, isn't it? No, that's grr, arg. <laughs> right. Like that. Yep, can't help you there, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have never watched Buffy. Mm, okay, I forget you didn't do culture. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't like, I don't care for it. Um, okay, so Gur Wolf um, were, went into a bank, obviously, intending to steal money, but mm. instead stole hearts. Oh, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. People were like, wow. This person seems really cool got and fun. Got a few digits. Got some digits. No cash, but got a few digits. And found love. Oh, that's beautiful. Which is nice. With the security guard. Yeah. That's that like beautiful. A, real, a really nice meet cute. Can't uh, wait to tell that story at their wedding. On your girl, Wolf. Uh, I'd also love to thank, ooh, address unknown. Can only assume from somewhere deep within the fortress of the moles, it is Nick Zolizidus. Incredible name Nick. there, Nick. Solidus. Solicitous. Nick Solicitous. Nick Solicitous. Beautiful name. Beautiful person. And as such, went in to steal the Mona Lisa. Whoa. Uh, but unfortunately came away just with a Monet. Oh. oh disappointing. Got a little confused. Just saw the first three letters. Like that's the one. And went, yep, that'll do. Got it. Oh. Yeah. How disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Well, to get away with a Monet. Yeah. Ugh. It's disappointing. Well, don't worry. It's in the bin now. Good. <laughs> Kept the frame, though, because it was yeah, quite pretty. It was a beautiful frame. Yeah, it was good yeah, frame. That's nice. Though. Printed out the Mona Lisa on A4 and framed it. <laughs> Much better. Home printer. Blah, 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 only got black Just stapled it on yeah. top of the, cam- yeah. the Monet canvas. God, that's beautiful. Much better. Really brings the whole room together. Yeah, now that is art. <laughs> thank you so much, Nick, for your support. I'd also love to thank from, let's say, Carreri. In maybe, let's say, Mississippi, (laughs) and let's say maybe the United States, it's Jasper Souls. Jasper Souls. JS. JS went to uh, the gas station to steal a bag of Cheetos. Okay. Oh, man, you're making me hungry. I'm already hungry. I think any food you just said was going to make me hungry. (laughs) All right. And uh, ended up stealing 
Ferrari that was uh, Whoa. Yeah, uh, let's call that a little upgrade. Yeah, yeah. But also, you're still hungry. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't eat a Ferrari, the problem can was, you? The Ferrari yeah. was in the way of the door and he's like, I'll oh, move it to get into the store mm. to steal the Cheetos. And then he's like, this drives beautifully. Oh, my gosh, this is great. What is this? Are these seat warmers? And then he found in the coin pocket. Yeah. What do you call that bit? Coin pocket. The ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> the, in the ball sack of the Ferrari, mm-hmm. there were- Loose Cheetos. Oh, wow. Relatively fresh. Win-win. Yeah. Relatively. Oh, that's such a good day for Jasper. Yeah, fantastic. Good I Jasper. love that for Jasper. I love that for Jasper. Oh, can I thank some people? Please do. I would love to thank from, oh, my God, address unknown. What? Oh, what? Deep within the fortress of the moles. We can Jeez. only assume. Yeah. Um, I would love to thank Rennie Mitchell. Oh, yes, Rennie. Went to steal a camera. Mm-hmm. Walked away with a canary. Oh, yeah. That's an easy mistake. Easy mistake to make. But it was handy because just about to head to the mine. Exactly. And the canary died very quickly. Mm. And Rennie was like, let's get the fuck out of here. What am I doing? The whole plan for Rennie was to take some photos to see. Yeah. But photos can't take pictures of- (laughs) Cameras can't take pictures of- No, no, no. You were right the first time. Photos can't take pictures of gas. Mm -hmm. That's true. Can't do that. Canaries can take pictures of gas. And this one did. This one did. Beautiful pictures. And it was so shocked. Died of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's um it's late and warm <laughs> in this room and we're going a bit silly. Uh I would also have to thank from Pickerington in Ohio. Oh, God's country itself. Dan Fox. Oh my god. Fox is the dream surname, That's I think. It's such a great it's surname. So good. Dan Get- Fox is so great. But from Ohio. From Ohio. I can only assume Dan Fox drives a Ferrari to wherever he's gonna steal something. Yeah. Mm. And that, what what is that that he's going to steal? He wanted to steal a scarf. Mm-hmm. He walked away accidentally. Hot air balloon. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You've got again you, exactly easy mistake thinking. to make. Yeah, hang on. Is this a scarf? Or I'll tuck this under my into my jacket. Yeah. Walk out to the car. Oh fuck! It was fuck. attached to again. A- <laughs> oh my god! Another hot air balloon. What? Are we going to put this with the others? Yeah, yeah. I got to store. I guess I'll have eight to. hot air balloons now. Mm. And I got to stop doing this. The reason I wanted to get a scarf is it gets bloody cold up there. Yeah. Now I'm in a hot air balloon attached to another hot air balloon. This is bullshit. This so is- what it is? He rejigged it. You know that bit that like shoots fire out. Mm. He put. He took one of those off a off one of his spares and put it in. So now he has two. One of them to heat himself. He just blasts nice. that right at his face. But- yeah. That's the Sorry, ingenuity. his face, right at his neck, where a scarf would normally so That's warm. the ingenuity that I expect from Dan Fox. Dan, Dan Fox. Fox. You absolute Fox. Fox. Uh, and I would also love to thank from Seattle, Washington. No, baby, I hear that. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'll do the whole thing otherwise. I have to stop myself. I'd love to thank Tess Mussolino. Tess Mussolino. I like the name Tess, but I realise as I say that I think I'd like it because it's very close to my name. <laughs> Tess is great. I think it's it's a I'd say it's better it's than Jess. It's a punched Jess. up Jess. It's way better than Jess. I'd it's say less a little common, bit best, better. But it's still common. So like nobody's mispronouncing I'm it. I'm going Tess number one, Jess number two, Bess number three. Yeah, Bess sucks. No offense, Bess. I love you. No. You don't like Bess. Bess. What's I don't, wrong with I Bess? don't mind Bess, but I think Jess is slightly better than Bess. Right, but he's Oh, okay. My opinion is not is not valid here. Well, I'm following up what's better, Bessie or Jesse? Ooh, Bessie. Bessie's. Are we talking for cows or for people? We're talking people here. No, we'll do cows cannot, in a minute. You, ca- <laughs> <laughs> you 
cannot call a person Bessie. I think you can, <laughs> you and can. I do. I like the name Bessie. No, you're wrong, though, but that's the thing. You're Bessie's wrong. better than Jessie, easy. What about but Tessie? Tessie, Tessie, I reckon Bessie, Tessie? if you're going to add the IE, Bess goes to Bessie's number one. Exactly. What a great Jessie name. number two, Tessie number three. So, Jess solidly number two. Yeah, yeah. But what if you go Jessica? Jessica, Bessica, Bessica, Bessica. Tessica. Jessica's number one there, finally. Yeah, I think so. But what's better, Tessica or Bessica? Tessica. Ooh, I think Tessica, Tessica yeah. Bessica's really. See, they've all, they all occupy a different mm. spot. This is great. Huh. That's nice. Solid names. Yeah, great names. T- Tessie, Bessie, Jessie, whatever. Whatever. Do you want to thank some people, Dave? Do we give Tess Mussolino an oh, item? Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Tess. We got so distracted. <laughs> but how great your name is. Well, how great. Some names are. Jess and I think your name is. D- Dave thinks Bess is all that. Oh, disgusting. But Tessa is better than Bessa. Tessa is better than Bessa. Easily. And Jessa. Jessa's down to number three there, I think. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Tessa's one, Bessa two, Jessa three. And can I just yep. say, this Tess, I can categorically say, is better than any Bessie I've ever met, even though I like the name Bessie. Mm-hmm. You're wrong, though. So, Tess Mussolino <laughs> went in to steal a calzone. Oh, oh yeah. Love, love them. Yeah. It's fresh please. out of the oven, but instead uh, accidentally took a uh, one like a whole tray of those uh, chocolate volcano desserts. Oh, wow. Yum. Mm. Not a bad mistake to make, to be honest. Well, yeah, because that was the thing. Tess went in there thinking, I'm craving savory. Yeah, yeah. But then she saw the chocolate and went, you know what? Actually Much like sweet. Dave did for dinner tonight, I'm going to go skip scrape, skip scrape, skip scrape, skip scrape. I did skip scrape to a, uh, an ice cream tonight. Yeah. I think that was off pod, but I uh, didn't have dinner. Oh, I did you? Had sorry, a, had a chocolate ice cream on the way here. It's, it's the only thing I could grab on the go, mm. and I did not regret it. Because you didn't have any calzones ready. No calzones. I didn't have any uh, volcano desserts either. Is but that a what kind of house thing? do you live in that uh, you don't have calzones and not, volcanoes ready to go? It's, it's an absolute hovel. I've got them right by the door. <laughs> <laughs> Tess, great work. Hey, I'd like to thank a few people now. This is from Collingswood in New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry about and that. And this is uh, Caroline Ruck. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a name you can set your watch to. Yeah, Caroline Ruck. Ruck. Was Ruck, was that the name of the actor? Alan Ruck. Because Alan Ruck is our new obsession on the Phrasing the Bar podcast. Oh, yeah. that's right, Phrasing the Bar. Which is our Patreon-only show where we go through all the films of, of Brendan Fraser, but we've watched so many of his films now. We think there's only about a year left going through one a month. We, what are we going to do after Caroline, this? Are we one... Oh my god! Step gosh. away from. I can only assume. You yes. related to the great actor Ellen Ruck. Please let oh us go. He's potentially our new actor that we love. But Caroline Ruck went in to steal a Joe DiMaggio baseball card. Whoa! With millions of dollars, but ended Mil- up stealing millions. home base. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was to win the World Series. Yeah, like literally baseball or because I think Dave's gone dirty. Oh, oh, that's you don't steal that one, Dave. No. <laughs> I just think it's nice you get a home run. Yeah, but let's make sure the keeper's waving you in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they do that in baseball? Yeah, they say, in you come. <laughs> the keeper. <laughs> come on. It's like, hey, which side are you fucking on here? Yeah. Obviously. Oh, you're clear to go. Clear you to land. Well, 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 just hold the ball, let them come in, hit the base and then tap. Oh, so you missed them. Yeah. Home run. <laughs> hey? And that's why they, they just go, let's all get a score here today. Yeah, it's nice. Great work, Caroline Rocky stole that base. But I obviously wish you won the Joe DiMaggio baseball card, but good luck. Next well, time. the other the thing is that Caroline Rock now has her own 
card that's worth just as much as Joe DiMaggio. Just as much. Stole one home base and to win the uh, to win the World Series. Worth just as much as yes. Joe DiMaggio, who is referenced. Isn't it? No, I'm thinking of a different song. Never mind. He's referenced in a song, isn't he? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Paul and Simon. He's in Simon Garfunkel. Mrs. Robinson. Here's to you, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. He is referenced in the- We Didn't Start the Fire as well. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Joe DiMaggio. You read my mind. I knew that's what you were going to Trouble in a <laughs> Einstein, Jamestein. <laughs> Bit of fun there. Another, we've done another bonus episode on all the people in that song that Matt took us through last year. Uh, Golden Shiny Gary Award winning episode. That's right. Trouble Patron- in the sewers. I would like to thank now from Ottawa in Illinois. That's right. This Ottawa's in the United States. Ooh. It's Nate B. Nate B. Nate be cool. Nate be tripping. Nate, Nate be stealing. Mm. Nate be stealing textbooks. Oh, yeah. To sell at a marked up price to privileged <laughs> college kids. Oh, right. That's what Nate wanted to steal, but what <laughs> did he actually steal? Doing the reverse, Robert What he Hood. actually stole was uh, the car of the crusty old Dean. Oh, <laughs> oh that crusty yeah. old Dean. Yeah. Probably a Volkswagen. It was yeah. a no, Volvo. A Volvo is what I meant to say. <laughs> a Volvo. He stole it. Oh, yeah. That crusty old Dean. And then he crashed it into the river. Oh, no. Yeah, and then he ran away. <laughs> Come on, Nate B. Nate be better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Nate B, I support you. (laughs) Nate be better than that. (laughs) And finally, I'd like to thank from Scottsdale in Tasmania, it's Katie Selsbury. Oh. Katie Selsbury. Katie Selsbury. Went in to steal the... 4th of July. Okay, yeah, Went to yeah. steal the 4th of July <laughs> as a concept, yes. Yeah, to take it for Tasmania. That's right. Looking for independence. Yes. From mainland Australia. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but came back from America. What did what did you come back from America with again, Jess? Uh, came back with... <laughs> oh, Dave. Sorry, not Jess. Dave, what did she come back with again? I uh, came back with a napkin. Yes. <laughs> from... Five guys. I feel like the restaurant. I feel like mine was worse, but somehow still better. <laughs> what was yours? Butt plugs. Oh, butt plugs. Yes. Like, a, like so many of them. Mm. Well, like an Started again, a to nice sell. little side hustle. Like an right. industrial quantity of butt plugs. <laughs> butt plugs. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're done with the plug, how are you going to clean it? You're going to need a napkin from Five Guys. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> uh, thank you, Katie, Nate, Caroline, Tess, Dan, Rennie, Jasper, Nick, and Gur. And finally, <laughs> we need to bring in a few people into the Triptych Club. How does this work again, Jess? Well, uh, if you support us on the uh, Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe level. No, just shout out level shout or above, level the above. arse prod level yes. or above. For <laughs> Matt was so angry that he punched the table. Get it right. We've been doing it for years. I'm sorry. If you support us for three consecutive years over on patreon.com slash pod, you are welcomed kindly and warmly into the Triptych Club. Um, it's a it's a lounge. It's a cool hangout spot. We have music. We have uh, computers and vid- you can play video games up the back. There's a little – there's some places to nap and there's state-of-the-art bathrooms. Whoa. <laughs> we just had them renovated. Do they have boudets? No. And <laughs> <laughs> what it is is – Don't believe in them. Matt's on the door. He's got the clipboard. He's bringing you in. Dave's going to hype you up. I'm behind the bar, so come see me when you need a libation of some kind. Mm. 
Um, and this time I'll be serving everything in little trophies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, most of them are Dave's participation awards that his parents made for him because he never actually won anything at school. God, that was nice of them. It was nice. Um, and yeah, so um, Matt, you can you can bring him in. Dave, you usually book a band as well. You're never gonna believe it. What? You're never gonna believe who I booked this week. What? <laughs> Singing their song "Football's Coming Home." It's Badil and Skinner and Lightning Seeds wow. back together at last. <gasps> Finally, the, what the people have been asking for. That's great. Um, so excited to hear that tune. I think it's called Three Lions, technically. The band. Because they're, they're English comedians, aren't they, I believe? Yeah, that's right. And then the Lightning Seeds is a rock band. Oh, finally. I love rock and Two roll. titans coming together. Comedy and rock. They said it couldn't be done. Mm, what is this, Triple M? <laughs> Triple M. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my head. Uh, so, I'm going to bring him in. I'm on the door. Am I right? Correct. I'm going to lift that velvet rope. I'm going to read out five names today. Dave's on stage. He's emceeing. He's going to hype you up as you enter. Everyone else is already in the club is going to be chanting your name. Yep. Uh, along to whatever Dave's saying. He says really catchy things. So Exactly. It's catching on. Are you ready, Dave? You got the mic in hand? I got the mic and I know how to rock this mic right. I should just say I hype Dave as well. Mm, very important yeah. role. <laughs> I just didn't want that to be out of context and you're like, what the fuck is Jess doing? What is she doing? Dave is very, he's, you know, sensitive, very he's fragile. Shy. shy. So he mm, needs right. he needs a little boost. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Who's <laughs> <laughs> ready to he's party? He's shy. Sorry about him. <laughs> All right, everybody. Come on. Let's lift that velvet rope. Oh, oh, Woo! oh. Here we go. Come on. Hit me with some names. Number one. Chandler in Arizona in the United States is Mandy Wright. Oh, they ain't Mandy wrong. Let me tell you that. Could, <laughs> Could they, they be, be any more Mandy Wright? <laughs> from Kamira in Queensland, Australia, it's Matt Stafford. Well, you know how Shakespeare's from Stratford-upon-Avon? Yes. This next person is also called the Bard. But then <laughs> staff from Stafford upon Avon. Yeah, it's Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford upon oh, yeah. Avon. Come on in, my lord. Oh, could he be any more mad? Oh, I wonder if you can do anything with this oh. from Collingwood in Victoria, Australia. It's Bernard Toogood. Bernard. <laughs> fuck. Um, Bernard. Collingwood. Maybe something in Collingwood. Oh, Collingwood. Uh, uh, Collingwood be a good place to live. Yes. And that's where Bernard lives. Woo, Bernard. <laughs> uh, from Wixom's in Great Britain, it's Josh Ware. Mm, I uh, need you to be aware of a legend named Josh. Yeah, come on in, Josh. And finally from Address Unknown. Oh, can only assume from somewhere deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Faux Bus Driver. <laughs> 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 Hail to the faux bus driver, bus driver, bus driver. Hail to the faux bus driver, bus driver, faux. <laughs> Welcome into the club. Make yourselves at home. Please hang around for the the music of, what was that band called again? Five uh, Lightning Seeds. Lightning Seeds. With Welcome in Phoebe bus driver, Phoebe bus driver, Josh, Bernard, Matt and Mandy. I've, got to, I've just got to say quietly, Bernard, you are too good. What? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I should You've just gone mention off piste. I've I've made I forgot to mention the snacks I have. And mm. I've made a football out of hummus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the structural Thanks integrity so like? Hope you got Mr. Crafty into Nah, I just did it. It's just a ball of hummus. <laughs> That's really good. How's job. it staying up? I don't know. <laughs> 
not too well if you could start eating it, please. <laughs> That's a very sloppy ball. But I need you to, as you scoop it, I need you to try and, like, keep the ball shape. Oh, okay, yeah. Don't just like go in there and take a chunk. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by the hummus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just make you sure stand by it. You work hard on it. Now you stand by it. Everybody's scooping at an appropriate angle. Fantastic. Keep on scooping, everyone. I haven't provided anything to scoop it with, so I hope you've brought bickies. Yeah, or your hands. Yeah, I'd be aware of bickies everywhere I go, <laughs> just in case. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> Jess, do we need to tell anything to people? Say anything? Do we need to? Yes. Yep. Just sorry about the hummus ball. And also, uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash do go on pod. Find us at do go on pod, uh, dot com. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I said do go on pod. Mm. com. I'm on there right now. What a fantastic website. A beautiful website. And also at do go on pod across social media. You can suggest a topic. There's a link in the show notes and also over at that beautiful website. Um, and the final thing to remember is that we love you. Mm. Never That's forget. From both of us. Not Dave. No, Dave is indifferent to you. Yeah, you're fine. He's aloof. Mm. Exactly. I can't be tamed. <laughs> He's a bad boy. I'm an unattainable heartthrob. <laughs> Just when you think you've That's got me where you want show. me. Unattainable heartthrob. It's <laughs> a pretty good title. That's good. Wrap it up, Davey boy. Hey, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. But until then, I'll say thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Laters. Bye. Oh, what is this? The town from Footloose? Yeah, what's it? Was it, was it John Lithgow's the Prime Minister now of your place? What's going on over there? <laughs> Sounds more like foot and tart to me. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, you were playing on those courts where instead of the basketball ring having a net, it's got a chain yeah. hanging down. <laughs> oh, whoa. Those were, those were very cool. They were great. Wow. Even a basketball court is kind of blowing my mind. That is. Oof. Fancy. That's what I call fancy. <laughs> my, my primary school had a basketball court, James. Uh, what? Did you go to the primary school of hard knocks? <laughs> <laughs> it was good because you had the downhill end of the court and the uphill. So, Oh, God. The change of ends. Uh, it changed the game. Yeah. It was like kicking with the wind in footy. Big advantage. Huge advantage. All we had was a, we had a netball pole that would occasionally get brought out oh, and you'd wow. do your netballing. Nothing's such as fancy as didn't No backboard. Wow. Now I've got to ask, at the top of the no pole, backboard. was there a goal or were you just shooting onto a pole? <laughs> no, it was just the pole. Just the pole, no hoop. That's how Don Bradman learned cricket. Similar sort of way. I think Andrew Gaze learned basketball by shooting onto the top of a pole. <laughs> so you get accurate. <laughs> you never miss. Precision. That's true. We Yeah, no, we didn't have such joys. Anyway, but I'm also a big lemon and sugar man. Me too. Oh, lemon and sugar is also my choice. Do you know what I did today, though? Mm. Or, yeah, just yesterday is I bought, I was at the supermarket getting a few bits and pieces, and, of course, they already have the Easter eggs out. They've been out for months. And I just mm. bought a little packet of them, little mint <gasps> chocolate eggs, because I don't have to wait for mum to do it. I can just buy them. Whenever I have my own money, I'm an Jesse, adult. Whoa, whoa, you don't have to convince no, us, mate. I had to convince myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had to convince myself. I was like, God, that's not Easter. No, but I'm you telling just you. Can. It's fine. You just it's fine. <laughs> it's a- Guys, seriously, please. You've already you've eaten the packet. You're still trying to convince yourself and well, everyone else. I have them in my bag and I was going to offer you one, but now you don't get one. Oh, damn. Oh, you James, just I'll send you one. Out of a mint egg. <laughs> yes, along with the DVD player. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. As long as it's region free. <laughs> <laughs>
chocolate egg. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, man. Do, do you have Maltesers? Yes. I've, we've, we've chatted briefly. I know me, um, me and Dave and Matt have talked briefly about international... Cadbury's items, mm. but do you do you have the mini eggs, Cadbury's mini eggs? Yeah. Oh, with Mr. Cadbury's parrot, or is that this is getting too niche? <laughs> I think that's too niche. Are you starting? I think it was. Imp- are you starting to take the piss now, James? Yeah. No, Mr. Cadbury's parrot what? that uh, whispers a riddle, and you have to unlock it. <laughs> is uh, Skiddly yeah. Willops and involved? Then he lays the egg. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have Skiddly Willops, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Cabri's parrot. When Mr. Cabri's parrot says hello, and so on, the rest of the song that I can't remember. No, but Maltesers have a, a, a seasonal bar thing called the Maltista. Oh. You can see it's it's not that much of a stretch for them to change the font. And it's a rabbit in the shape, and, and it's made of basically crushed up oh, yeah. Maltesers. Yeah, yes. It That's is. So good. Yeah. Or it oh, sounds yeah, like yeah. it would be. Delicious. No, we have them. It, we have like little, I've seen little mini ones. Um, yeah. Delicious. Such a little treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone off topic and I apologise, but also delicious. So yeah, But you don't have to wait for your mum to buy them for you. No, you can just buy them. That's the thing. Just buy them yourself. It's so exciting. Just, just a little PSA. Buy one for mum, yeah. just in case she comes around, <laughs> just right. to fob her off. Do they ever get desperate and have to use uh, Captain Cadbury's parrot? Mr. Mr. You can't use a thing that doesn't exist. <laughs> Mr. Cadbury's parrot. Yeah, have no, he respect. was he was he was discharged dishonorably from the army and he's not allowed to continue with his rank. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.